but the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know. What's up everybody, welcome to another edition of the Only Friends podcast, very sad day today in the baseball world, Vin Scully has passed at the ripe young age of 96, I believe. 94. He 94. Was 94. Yep. 67 years as a broadcaster. He did MLB for the Dodgers. He did the NFL. Uh, he actually was the catch, or the call, he did the call for the catch uh, when Dwight Clark had that game winner in the end zone. Uh, he also did the PGA. Just a legend in his time, in his uh, craft, one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, just retired. In 2016. You know, he was an announcer for baseball before television was invented. That's not that shocking. I mean... I mean, it's shocking what? that he still did it. Yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, I, he only retired a few years ago. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. retired in 2016, right. so it's shocking that he was still a modern-day announcer. Was around that long. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, baseball was uh, initially very much a radio sport. Oh, yeah. Still is. Yeah, to some degree. Yeah. There's something very nostalgic about hearing mm-hmm. a game called on the, on the air. Um, we opened with the, the clip of Gibson hitting the game winner. Uh, it's probably a little bit before some of our audience's time. I was young. I think it was the 88 World Series. Uh, the Athletics. Yeah, because 89, they played the Giants. 88 World 1889, Series, 1889, huh? right? What's up? 1889? No. 88. 19. Oh. You know. <laughs> The year you were considered to be conceived. So four years no, prior. No, my parents weren't even married then. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they, my brother was born before they got married. T. Oh, they were, just, <laughs> they were just doing stuff. My dad was married. T. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Wow. Maybe, uh, maybe it was the great Vince Scully's call that, that got him over maybe the edge. Maybe Vince Scully is my dad. Well, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> With your love for baseball and I know. all. Uh, when was Rudy conceived? <laughs> um, well, Rudy was born in 2012, so. Man. April of 2012, so he was conceived in 2011. He's such a good boy. He's so, how can look you be so. I mean, he's look looking this, really good look in those shades, that's for sure. Man, does he wear those well. Shades. He's I, a little excited. <laughs> I feel cheated. Look at him. I feel cheated. Uh, <laughs> this, is not, this is not the general behavior of Rudy. I've only seen him like this. Yeah, because he's like at his best when he's just around a bunch of people. He doesn't really like to be around other dogs. They annoy him. Right. He gets on edge. He thinks yeah. they're going to take his food. Um, your dog's an asshole. 
Oh man, look at him. he's That's sweet. A, he's look, sweet. He's a lovable pup. How can you say that about oh, that he, beautiful creature? Oh, he, he's having a little yawn. This is how much Rudy cares what you think, Marky. He's, he's a yeah, lovable he's like, pup. Yeah, he's like this old guy just yeah. talking shit about me. He's absolutely he's like, a lovable pup. Your dog's pup. an asshole, and she, she just. But your dog talking. is an absolute asshole. He's not. He's yes. so cute. He steals rocks from my backyard to hide in your room and guard with his life. That's what dogs <laughs> he, do. Shouts at my senior dog, Gatsby. <laughs> they're both the same age. <laughs> I understand, but they're up there. It's just like watching an episode or wa watching the movie they Grumpy Old at Men. They each other and their tails wag no, when they're doing it. Listen, Gatsby doesn't <laughs> shout back until he can't take anymore. It's honestly the movie Grumpy Old Men where he's Walter Matthau. Just the is. long-faced old grumpy dude who's yelling at Jack Lemon all the time. Doesn't Scout literally bark at everything yes. no literally no. everything yes. listen scout is the alarm he system for the house yes everything. that is true <laughs> but dogs can't have a, a moment of fun without that's scout because of rudy no. it's because Don't he is that. always shouting at gatsby uh. who she protects with her absolute life no, because even when dogs start <laughs> this playing. is rudy this is rudy picking on gatsby swinging him around the play yard by his tail oh uh. Poor Gatsby. Oh, man. Uh, look, before Rudy moved in, I had two peaceful animals. No. They no, didn't he's shout. so delusional. He's no. so delusional. Like, I've known those dogs before <laughs> Scout, Rudy came along. Scout would get startled by the door. Uh -huh. She hates the pool guy, Little, Have you ever taken her for a walk if she sees one person, anything, she just barks? It could be a leaf rolling in the no, wind. No, no, no. no it's, only, it's only dogs and humans, and I, more so dogs than humans. For what so it's everyone. worth, I love both those dogs. I don't hate them because of their faults. Like she, do they do have faults. Gatsby has zero faults, <laughs> and you know that. Gatsby's farts. We all feel that way Gatsby about our own dogs, has, don't we? Um, atomic nuclear gas that um, comes out of his ass, and it doesn't I'm leave the room. I'm gonna let you in a secret. It doesn't leave the room. So do you? No, not like him. And it doesn't God. leave the room for. They're like protein an farts, hour. okay? Gatsby's are protein farts. Yeah, so you're giving him protein powder. No, not powder. <laughs> I feed him. Yeah, <laughs> you cute. Fuck you, Rudy. <laughs> Fuck you for hamming it up in front of the camera, yeah. making me look like the bad guy. Uh -huh. You know you're the asshole. Aww. He's so cute. It's, it's really unbearable. This is the best behavior I've ever seen him on in my entire life. We had a little talk. I said, hey, sure. make him look really stupid. Yeah, yeah sure. Calling you I, a, a You know, I can't dog. wait till we have kids and you're... you're Kid is somewhere between the bully and the kid who's going to burn the school down, and <laughs> you know the 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 parents have a meeting uh -huh. at the PTA and they address it with the principal and they're just like, "Look, this Schubert kid's got to fucking go." Because <laughs> my husband's going to take my last name. Obviously, oh, obviously. Yeah. I mean that's how the kid became such an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the the principal's going to call you in and he's going to be like, I, "I don't know how to break this to you, but like." Your kid. And I'll say, how about a check for 300K? I'll <laughs> be like, okay. They're, they're going to say, look, I, I don't know how to break this to you, but your kid, he's an asshole. Okay. And you're going to go, absolutely an not. not <laughs> look at that face. And he's going to be really manipulative by that age. So he's just going to sit there and be like. Mm. That's how I was. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, he's going to have drugs stuffed up his oh. ass. <laughs> I would get in trouble and the other kid would be like crying. And he's I'd just be it. like. He's had it. I don't recall that happening. Right, right, yeah. I was really evil. He'll have he'll have a a degree in gaslighting by the age of five. Well, <laughs> God bless. I hope not. 
<laughs> I'm gonna need some therapy before I have children. I was gonna say you seem to have just accepted this fate pretty easily. Like, yeah. Well, I hope we'll I deal just, with that when know, it happens. I'm I'm just gonna need like um, what are you laying on over there? That's not a bed. Yeah. See, the cameras aren't on this. He, this... he looks so cute. Oh, no, he does. So he's yeah, just he's laying fine. There. Uh huh. I don't oh, I don't boy. trust him. You <laughs> you're just evil. You're like that you're like that guy from um, There is a knob. <laughs> <laughs> you're like that guy from that Christmas movie with the claymation things, but you're like the evil ice man. What? You know what I'm talking about? What the yeah. fuck are you she's talking about? She's talking about Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. <laughs> and the abominable snowman. You're the abominable snowman in this First of all, weird analogy. <laughs> You're talking about on the island of misfit toys. Yeah. Yeah. You guys represent the yeah, island of misfit toys to me, first of all. Snowman. I don't. I don't think. Or, he's, or is he the silver and gold guy? Silver oh. and gold. He's the ice silver. guy. No, he's the ice man. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it wasn't an abominable snowman. It was something else. But yeah, it was a Mr. Ice. It was an abominable snowman. Mr. Ice, I think. Mr. Yeah. Ice. It was the abominable snowman. No, it's not a snowman. It's he's like the evil. The snowman was ice the narrator. Man. That's the snowman, not the abominable. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. He comes. He's a different pedigree. The the, the narrator Ice. is. You know. I think know. it's Mr. Ice. I can't believe you called it claymation. This was made in like Never. 1976. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was claymation. Was it? Uh, yes. It I think was it was claymation. just like. Clay, How right? do you think they made it? Animation. I don't know. Yeah. Pixar. Uh, Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Pixar got started. Jack Frost uh, was the. Uh, heat miser. The ice yeah, miser. Jack yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're there the you ice go. miser. Right. Ice miser. Wasn't the abominable snowman? Where did he come from? Rudy's the cute. What was the dog. heat miser in that story? I don't recall him. I mean, I remember the name. I used to get so amped for Rudolph. I would like. Oh yeah, that's when you knew it was Christmas time. Yeah, yeah Christmas but like you know, you had to, always like couple couple weeks. You had to clear your schedule to watch these fucking things. Yeah, for sure. Like Rudy, you couldn't just here. you know put it on demand. Mm -hmm. It was like okay, three weeks after Thanksgiving. Right. Thanksgiving yep. on Thursday at 8 p.m. on NBC. Exactly. Yep. You have 30 minutes to watch Rudolph. Mm -hmm. And if you miss it, you miss Christmas. Get the iconic Eaton Park commercial with the Christmas tree yeah. and the star. Where the, where the tree bends down. Yep. Bends down and picks up Guavo's the star. Guavo's going to find that one on oh, YouTube that's, for that's, sure. That's just pure. Uh, it was an Eaton Park commercial. Eaton, just type in Lo Eaton Park Christmas commercial. Local to Pittsburgh. That's all you need to do. Uh, but we're describing it perfectly. I'm yeah. telling you that right now. Uh, and, then, was, and then the star goes on top and the whole tree yeah, lights up. Yeah. yeah and merry, very merry holidays from Eaton That's Park. how you knew it was, it was Christmas season in, in Pittsburgh. And that commercial came on. That's, that was the start. That is facts. Um, I, I mean, we've derailed at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to go from there, here. There it is. Let me, there Wait, we go. Uh, the that, that poor little star. Right? Look, trying so hard. Sometimes you just, you know. Oh, now he's on his chair. Now, oh, now yeah, he's, he's on his chair. Yep. Oh, you look so cute. Fuck you, Rudy. Like he's so well behaved. He's ready for his. <laughs> his oh. Guapo cut away from that commercial yep. before the whole sentiment. I know. The, 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 big, the big heartfelt the big moment. Reveal. He just <laughs> cuts sentiment. away. He's yeah, like, no okay. free advertisements for Eaton right. Park. He's teasing it for Christmas season. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, well, we got to get some emails out to Eaton Park, see if they want to be a sponsor of the show. Yes, first. please. A smiley cookie. Please oh, man. Imagine if they just sent smiley sure. cookies here like once a week. Low key, uh, I'm going to say something. Maybe like this will upset like some Yinzers. 
They're trash. Yeah, of course they, they are. Like, it's, of it's all the about, sugar cookies I've ever right. eaten in my entire it's, life, of course, they're the worst about, fucking sugar No, cookies. that's not Which true. Which one? That's not true. You know, these are a Pittsburgh they're, thing? They're Pittsburgh they're only, good. yeah. They're good. No, they're not. Yeah, they they're are. They're stale. That's how much makes them good. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're always stale. They're, if they were fresh, no, because if they were, like, soft and fresh, then they're it, wouldn't 100%, be, it wouldn't be an eating part. They're legitimately 100% stale. Like, they make them stale no, somehow. No, it's just the, the I, I icing think part, on top is hard. I think part of the, the, the making process of the cookie is leave them out in the open for a week before you bag them. I mean, they got to get that Pittsburgh air in them. I, <laughs> <laughs> and yes, the icing. That's like marinating a steak. Right. Doing it with, it's dry, they're dry aged cookies, yeah, is what they right, are. Exactly. You got and a the icing right next door. They got, the icing is like painted in there. on. <laughs> in there, you got The icing is like basically painted on. Like I imagine that they actually just take a glue bottle and ice it with Elmer's glue, Man. and then put some sprinkles on top. You're making me hungry. There's no sprinkles. <laughs> What the fuck Whatever they put the smiley face yeah, on top. Of course, yeah. that's the. Uh, they're, they're trash. I I wish they weren't. <laughs> I'm looking per at a photo of the ice miser, and it's like literally indistinguishable from you. Fuck. <laughs> 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 you're the you're the annoying elf with the high pitched voice that's that, that wanted to be a dentist growing it's up. Better than being the, the ice box. miser. What's that? No, that's no, that's that's the elf, right? I was thinking of Charlie in the box. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nobody The Jack in the box that was a reject? Yeah. He <laughs> that's Landon. No, he was Charlie in the box. Nobody wants a Charlie yeah, in the box. Charlie in the box was Landon for sure. Look, that's literally you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. His fucking nose is... I'm more the heat miser than anything. No, the heat miser is like short and squat. That's not you. Look at that. I mean, he looks like Jay Leno. Yeah. Pull up, uh, well, I don't remember. It might be Timmy. I, I don't know. The elf that wanted to be a dentist. That, that was. Uh, uh, Timmy doesn't like to make toys. Somebody, wait. Timmy? It's, it seems like a Timmy, but yeah. I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I can't believe how good Rudy's being just sitting in his seat. This is, whatever. This, this is just is. More, more gaslighting that I'm not here for. How, yes. are we, how are we on Christmas characters? Hermie. <laughs> Hermie. Thank oh, you, Jess Wellman. Hermie. Yeah, yeah he's like, cute. Toys. He's cute. an idiot. <laughs> Go make your toys, dentist. Yeah. He's cute. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be a sad day when Nigel eats. Uh, you eats, just like have Rudy. a weird like fantasy where this happens, and it's just never going to happen. How big do you think that snake's going to get? Look, he it's also, big enough, You know Brian. what? Not big enough he, to eat it's the big dog. enough, okay? It's not. He, he will, his full-grown, he will eat a guinea pig. Well, I'll tell you what. Whether he wants to eat him or not, he's going to try. And you one know of you nothing two's about gonna, reptiles. One of you two is going to end up wearing Nigel as a necklace you one of these days. You know nothing about reptiles. I know that they choke things. They don't choke things. Yeah. They yeah, constrict. They constrict, they constrict until their heart stops. They don't choke them. What would you call that? That's not choking. Choking is your windpipe. Choke their heart out. I, I think we're talking semantics now. Well, I'm sure if it had the opportunity. They don't choke them to death. They squeeze them. Yes. Sure. Whenever the right. prey is smaller than them. But I'm sure yeah. if they like, you know, wrap up on a right. 70 pound their, their dog. Ribs probably well, no, they and... don't. They don't have any incentive to wrap around a, a animal they can't eat. Mm. It's true. They do. It's sometimes. a waste of energy. Sometimes they just snap. Well, they're the devil's well, serpent. Well, I'm the ice miser. The the devil. <laughs> the devil. Do we have him do his deeds? Here to, to explain this. Right. Yeah. See, look, look at this guy. That is not that, Nigel. Will never be that's that a size. Neck. Oh man. I honestly, I don't root for anybody to die on camera, but this fucking guy has it coming. 
this guy legitimately has it coming. And yeah, I mean, he shouldn't be doing that. I think sometimes when you mess with nature, it you, messes back. Who do you think's choking who harder right now? The the guy and the snake, and the <laughs> kinda, snake and the yeah. guy. <laughs> kind of kinky. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit brutal. They're very strong. They're very very strong animals. Yeah. Basically, one long muscle. They're gross. They're, Britney they're, Spears they're had just... no problem with snakes. So yeah. I mean, how dangerous could they that really be? That was a boa. Yeah. It was a boa that was used as a boa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was an albino one. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think if you just spent a little time with Nigel, you would really warm up to him. No. Warm up to the cold. There's nothing animal. to warm up to. They <laughs> they have no soul. That I don't he want him to warm up to nice me. Of course, he'll warm up to me. He's cold blooded, and he I'm fucking radiating nice heat. I'm tree. the heat miser over here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to be the heat miser? Well, it seems like a better alternative to the fucking cold miser. <laughs> I get to pick who I am if I'm going to be somebody like terrible. A little short squat guy. He's like wide. You want to be the heat miser instead? I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. This other guy looking like Jay Leno out there freezing people. I don't want that shit. Well, don't don't put you. that juju on me, that's Grandma. You. <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody there's somebody in the chat called Christian's DR Mamacita. It's <laughs> my, my favorite. It says Chin says hi, he misses you guys. <laughs> oh, oh man. Hey Chin. It's so good. It's so so good. Um moving into things poker related, today is the final day of the Venom. We unfortunately do not have a sweat. Uh young Landon died. In a very, very tragic way, he played a hundred big blind pot with top pair on a four liner where he goes, I just didn't believe him, man. I just didn't believe it. it's hard to have a straight. You know, straights are hard to have. And I'm like, What do you have? You got a straight. <laughs> like, well, maybe believe him next time. Oh my god. He's like, why is it why is it that you're not allowed to believe people and it's just fine? But when I don't believe people, I'm a goddamn asshole. I go, Because you're a slave to a machine and I'm a thinking human being who gets it wrong. <laughs> and that's yes. just it. That's the way it goes. We should have had the meme on deck that I made. That oh, the argument so good. that you guys have every It's so fitting. Day. Uh, it really is so fitting. For any of you guys who have watched uh, OC Choppers growing up, Paul and Paul Jr., uh, the, the two bike fabricators, uh, I, in this fantasy scenario that Melissa has dreamt up, and Paul Sr. with the... With a long bus Fu Manchu hand handlebar mustache. And Landon is young Paul Jr., who's a know-it-all hot shot. And they just continually argue back and forth until the decibel level reaches a point where no one can hear anything any longer. Yeah. And that is uh that's pretty much eighty percent of the interactions Landon and I have. Yeah. It, it it's not we're not angry. No, but you guys just managed to have the same argument over and over. Oh, it's not the same argument. It's always different. Well, it's always a different <laughs> hand, but the same premise of the argument. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm right, Machine and he thinks he's right. Machine likes my line. Machine says good. Berkey says meh. And now we fight. Yes. To the death. Yep. But yeah, it, it is one of those things where it's a competition for airtime. So we just continually get louder because that's the way we grew up, and that's how we... Learn to get our point across. Yeah. Imagine me having the shadow over Lamanna my entire life. Well, oh, I think it was like, not Landon's easy. naturally a loud speaker. When he laughs, I think he thinks that nobody can hear him. And so he has to make it loud enough 
so that the entire village knows loud. he finds something funny. <laughs> it is loud. It feels very contrived sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. It does sometimes. I don't think it's contrived. I think it's genuine. I don't think it is. But man. But it might be hammed up a little bit. Sometimes. A little bit. A little bit of performance art taking place here. A little here. bit of a performer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Maybe the cadence a is a little off. It's a hidden a, music. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. It is like. Into the belly right? laugh. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of a forced belly mm -hmm. thing going on. Yeah. Kind of like Conrad's laugh, mm -hmm. only in the sense that Conrad's is not. Conrad's is very natural, but yeah. it's not because something's funny. It's triggered by any moment of awkwardness. Yes. Or any lapse of thought that he may any have. Any silence. Right. It's like, oh no, anticipating silence. Fill it with laughter. Yeah. <laughs> you guys find a lot of things funny. Way too. Well. I, this is coming from the biggest laugh whore I ever met oh, in my come life. On. That's you whore. are a laugh whore. No, that's Randy. No. Well, yes. But you two, you two work in conjunction with one another. Lamana. Yeah. Not I funny. tell stupid jokes, and Randy's there to laugh at all my jokes. All and like, why would I stop telling them? All this these guys dying. He's on the floor. I mean, Look yeah. how happy he is. Why would going, I stop then. making this kid happy? All yeah. these dad jokes that he has that now. making everybody else miserable. <laughs> all these dad jokes that he has now were his version of a rad joke back when we were 12 to 18. Uh, okay. And no one laughed. You called them rad and jokes? Don't say no, no, no one. No. Don't it's, say no it's one. It's retroactive. Nobody laughed except our friend Randy, and it was just because Randy wanted to fuck him. No. So in reality, that's not true. Well, it's, I mean, it might be true, but that's not why it <laughs> I think we need to get Randy to call in. Randy's the best. We'll we see him next week. Here. Yeah, we'll see him next week. Uh, Does he want to fuck Brian still? We've been over. So, so full disclosure, like uh, Randy was uh, our gay friend growing up, but we didn't know until we were in college, and he retroactively. <laughs> well, how else do you want me to describe it? <laughs> it was just our friend who was gay. I mean, what's the difference? Which order I put it in? <laughs> well, there's a there's a difference. There is Why a difference. is there a difference? Well, because in one trust me, there's a difference. In one, you're yeah. I don't know. Right, it's semantical. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm it trying is. to get across to you that the context here of Randy wanting to fuck Lamanna is that he's gay. Right, and that's just. Peachy dandy by us, okay. as far as we're concerned. Try try reversing people of color and see where that gets you. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that, fair. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Fine. But honestly, <laughs> I would make a strong argument that they're both, like, insensitive. Like, I feel like we landed on POC because somewhere, someone along the line was just like, yeah, all right, fine. Like, that's the term we'll go with. Yeah. It'll um, be something else. It's difficult to keep up with political years. correctness. But anyway... Uh, once we all found out, retroactively, naturally, all our group wanted to know is who he wanted to fuck. <laughs> like, we don't care that he's gay. We want to know what's the hierarchy here, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where are the crushes lying? And uh, it's funny because our friend Skimpy, Scott, obviously with a nickname like Skimpy, how could he be desirable? <laughs> he was like the most diligent in like trying to press Randy on like what come on man like you you have a crush on me right and like, Randy was like the most adamant of like I would no, never fuck you definitely not <laughs> sorry Skimpy you were at the bottom of the, of the who do you guys of. think would win in a boxing match between Landon and Chin um so this is kind of funny I I would assume well here's here's two sides of the coin right first of all Christian claims quote unquote He's got hands. So okay. he claims experience in the, in the fighting realm. Now, I don't know. I've never From seen him fight. He does physically have hands. I've never seen him fight. He looks like the kind of person that, that I might. He's never been in a fight in his life. He looks like someone I could topple over if I hit him 
correctly There's... in in the like head area, like not even with a not even with a fist, but just like if I gave him a, a strong enough poke in uh -huh. the right spot, like he might just what? wobble back. <laughs> it's all it's all physics, Melissa. You know, you just have to find the tipping point. Are you saying he's point. like a bowling ball? I'm just or saying a bowling that the, pin. Yeah, kind of a, a little pin. bit. Yeah, a little bit like a bowling pin, only with legs. Okay. Right. If I just, <laughs> so, if I just find the right, right point. This, ball, this bowling pin with legs walking around, with <laughs> face on. Teach your ass for fucking missing three weeks of the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Now you're a bowling oh, pin. Yeah. Welcome to your new life. Uh, but he claims he has hands. So, like, according to Christian, he can scrap. All right. This is this is a thing. Now, Landon. Doesn't believe he can fight at all, but I see him all the time training with Shulman, doing a little bit of the boxing, doing a little bit of the kickboxing with Brandon Shaq Harris. Like, he's out there throwing it a little bit. And you know firsthand, living above the garage, he's beat that punching bag up a bit. Yeah, well, he was doing the punching bag a lot at the beginning. I don't think he does it that much It's anymore. broken now. Punching bag's broken? Yeah. He broke it? He broke it. What's wrong with it? It's It's ripped. Fine. Really? Yeah. It's on its last legs. Now, where I think Christian regains the edge is uh, Landon yesterday, just joking around. Uh, Henry and Espen were over hanging out yeah. and just, just messing around the way young bucks do, trying to like, you know, demonstrate their alphaness yes, a little bit. He yes. kind of gives Henry a little fake ah, ah in the belly. Henry doesn't flinch. He's like Kobe whenever uh the, the the like ball fake in his face and like just doesn't even blink and without hesitation henry just goes mate you would get ruined <laughs> <laughs> well henry gets in henry was telling me he gets in fight uh, well but they would be walking around at night and he would get in fights with the groups of lads sure you know outside it's just a british thing yeah yeah there's just... british guys fight yeah, yeah. you know Landon buckled immediately. He was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, Like, no, I'm just, bro, I know. I'm just messing around kind of thing. And he's just like doubling down, like, ruined. <laughs> so, you know, Landon's not looking for altercations, yeah. I don't think. But at the end of the day, like, he has six inches in height on chin. He's probably got, like, ten inches in, in reach, maybe more. You're forgetting about the third and he part can of this kick, scenario. Which is? Melissa. Didn't what? you say that you were involved in this too? What? No, what do I she asked who it? could win in a fight, Christian thought, versus Landon. I thought you said you, Christian, or Landon. Oh, we're going to do a, like a triangular I, fight? Yeah, I don't know. I thought She that fights like Rudy fights. She'd just be biting ankles the whole fucking time. I don't know, because she's scrappy. Well, I, so you know, I, might... gets, I would get scrappy. I yeah. would find ways to win. Right. Like she could just like run around them. Bite and the ankle, the go for the ball kick, poke in the eye with my nails, <laughs> run away. Right. Right. I win. Get on the ground behind one of them and like pinch their, yep. pinch their Achilles tendon, just like drop flick, them. Flick over the bowling pin, you know. <laughs> you gotta get more than flick. It's more of a poke. You know, it's like okay, a hard whatever. Poke. I push the bowling pin over. I'll roll a ball at him. <laughs> he, he knocks over. Landon, just you know, get him to like confuse himself to his arms, tie up in knots because they're so long, and he's just tied up in a knot. Man. I love this I animation I've created where Christian's been gone long enough that he's now turned into the bowling pin. <laughs> and that's not going anywhere, by the way. Like, uh, I know how general themes work on this podcast. Mm -hmm. That's here to fucking right. stay. I know. That There's going to be, be photoshops of, like, oh, yeah. as a bowling pin. Yes, I'm the yes. tortoise. He's the bowling pin. Correct. Yeah. And Correct. it's just, like, we need to, we need to like, find a... Uh, 
like a, a video of like a bowling pin being balanced on the tortoise. See, and that's head. how I know that Melissa's terrible <laughs> at talking shit on me because the fucking freeze miser is never going to stick. The freeze miser. Whatever. Ice, see, the uh, nobody kidding me. Uh, you, the ice you, miser. You, you whatever. Nobody. You're it's the one hard. that can't it's, get yeah, it right. Yeah, it's, it's just so never simple. sticking. But like the tortoise, the bowling pin, these guys are here to stay. The 710 banana chin split. It's like. What's the worst nickname? The tortoise or the bowling? No, the tortoise <laughs> is great. The tortoise oh, yeah, I love the legendary. tortoise. Who doesn't want to be the tortoise? All right, the tortoise is great. Even a little baby a, tortoise snacking like on a piece of lettuce. Connotation to it. Yeah. Well, you hey, know, the tortoise sometimes wins tournaments. It has an accurate yeah, the connotation. Yeah. Won last night. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He Victory. did. Congratulations! Thanks. You shipped the fifty-five hundred dollar guarantee on WSOP. Yeah. Is that accurate? I think that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Dollar rebuy turbo. Yeah. So first place mm-hmm. is hundred bucks. First place was eighteen hundred dollars. Eighteen hundred dollars. That's a nice little score. That's doubling your salary. I know. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Man, they don't pay you enough. Might not show up for work for us in the month. <laughs> God bless. As long as you come for the podcast. Oh man. Yesterday, uh, granted, he absolutely butchered your name, but Jamin commented on the on the podcast. He goes, "I hope you guys all know Lamena, L E M A N A." That's that's not that bad. I've, I've heard worse. He goes, he's literally, the, my football coach called me Lasagna for like literally the entire season. Which one? I'm like Cap or it, no Isher, Isherwood? Oh yeah, yeah. Like it was like it went from like I was gonna say Cap was to a Lasagna to Lasagna. Like that was Lasagna. Well, probably. I don't know how you even get to Lasagna. Like that's just Lasagna like, mispronounced. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Lasagna. <laughs> I uh, I don't know where the Z came from. Oh, he's probably Polish. Doesn't want to acknowledge the uh, the Italian names. Maybe. I mean, we grew up in an area where you could only be one of three ethnicities. Right. Yeah, it's true. You were Italian, you were uh, Polish, or you're Slovakian. Yeah, that's it. Some, some were all three. Some were all three. <laughs> oh, man. It actually probably wasn't that hard to be all three. Um, speaking of winning tournaments, today's the last day of the Venom, as I mentioned 25 minutes ago. Uh, okay. And... Uh, I don't know who's at the final table because apparently ACR just doesn't advertise these things. But I do know that Amo Show is three of seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Moreno coming in to this final table looking for his third six-figure score this year alone. Pretty crazy. Uh, he won a $2,500 no-limit deep stack. When was the millions that he won? Last year? Last year. So that would have been Andrew last- Vibes. Other, uh, also known as Andrew Vibes. <laughs> Andrew Vibes, yeah. So last <laughs> June was whenever he uh, won the the win million. Did he win it outright or did he chop? I think he chopped that one, right? Was that the one with Toby? The, the millions? Yeah. That was the one with Toby, right? The one with Toby, right? Yeah, so yeah. they chopped it. Mm-hmm. I think they chopped it three ways, if I recall. Yeah. Um, and then after that, he... Uh, he won outright a Venetian deep stack for a quarter million. I remember him speaking out publicly that he did not want to chop that. Like he refused to chop or something along those lines. Um, then he refused to chop again this past June uh, at the win $3,500 uh, 3 million guarantee. Mm-hmm. Ended up taking second in that for 460K. So <laughs> had a seven figure score last year. Yeah. Two six figure scores this year. Yep. To give you an idea of what all that means. He has 3.4 million in his Hendon Mob earnings, uh, almost two million of which came in the last, the last 12 months. Yeah, that's, that's pretty strong. insane. Yeah, that is that is a heater, ladies and gentlemen. So he's he was coached by Chris Brewer. 
Yes. He, he, he made a tweet that he yeah. started getting coached by him a little right before that heater started, basically. Yeah. So here's the irony. Chris Brewer, excellent no limit hold'em player. Yeah. One of the best theory guys I know. Uh, very intelligent, very, very good and talented at this game. Uh, he is on the verge of ending it all. He can't take it anymore. Well, not his life. Let's no, not his, no, his poker life. Right. Uh, he just, he can't take it. And I don't blame him. Because here's the thing. Uh, I believe Brewer's um, study in college was either mathematics exactly or mathematic based. Like mm -hmm. he may have been an engineer or something like that. But he has a deep understanding of math. Yeah. And he believes in the math. Right. He believes in science. He is, he is an intellectual man who adheres to the scientific method and believes in empirical facts and things that can be tangibly proved. So he's not um, into astrology? He's not into astrology that I know of. Uh, because of all that, he is absolutely going to get punished forever and be the example of what a bottom 5% run looks like. Yeah. And he has been thus far. Yeah. He bubbles everything important. He... Uh, even when he wins, it's shrouded with controversy because his opponents just show them their hand and he's allowed to fold when they flop quads. Just all kinds of things that are negative for Brewer that aren't supposed to happen over the aggregate. Right. But in isolation, they happen all the time because that's how math works and he believes in the math. Moreno, on the other hand, is uh, also a relatively intelligent individual. He's been grinding for years. He sought out Brewer, the math guy, to fill in the holes because you know what Moreno believes in? He believes in manifestation. And God so, damn it if he's not making it happen. I mean, I'm sold. <laughs> we know. <laughs> so whatever he did, I'm in. In, in, this, in this little thought experiment, I'm Brewer and you are Moreno. You are going to be 10 times as wealthy as me. I can say that 100% with, with <laughs> truth. Let's go. Come on, the boys. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm in. I'm, I believe in magic. You know, I will sign whatever it is. In, in, in all honesty, how many minutes of the day, and if it's more than 60, you can quantify in hours, uh, how many minutes a day do you think you spend considering or thinking about like best case scenarios and things that you aspire for and want out of life? Honestly, lately, like zero and I have not been winning. Right. So, uh, but I used to spend quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I, but I'm, I'm actually not the best example of stuff like that because I, even though I talk a lot of game, I'm actually very negative internally. Oh. So, well, maybe you need to get that horoscope right. I know. I need Matthew. Yeah, clearly. Stat. Because being around your negative number ass is bleeding into my subconscious. It's not negative. It's your objective. Your ice-miserness is like... <laughs> this, this is the problem with believing in the math. It's not positive or negative. It's just objective. Yeah, but it is negative if you're comparing it to the magic. Version. You know what it's negative for? Is motivation. Yeah. Um, it is like it's really difficult for me to I haven't played 1020 in like with any level of volume since 2012 so for 10 years I haven't played basically the second highest stake yeah available in uh, most states because you started playing the big game in 2013 yeah um, but the problem is like if you look at the hours I've logged over the last 10 years at high stakes 
uh, it pales by comparison to what I was able to put in at 1020. So I was probably averaging like a thousand hours a year when I was playing 510, 1020. And now I probably average like 400 or 500 hours a year yeah. max. And it, it's a steady decline. Uh-huh. Year over year, I'm able to play less and less volume. Why do you not play that? Because anymore? I can't justify the hourly. I can't justify making 10% of what I've been making in order to... Inc- so basically, I would be doubling somewhere between 2x and 4x the amount of volume that I previously put in yeah. in order to earn one-tenth the hourly. I see. And that just logically makes sense just to me. Just kick the game up. Well, yeah. Th- so that, that's <laughs> yeah, actually fair. Straddle on. You know? and no, that actually really is a fair point. Bomb pots. That actually is a fair point, but... I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, estimating that in what I think my hourly is, mm. right? So, um, because I don't think, basically in 2022, I don't think the best regs in uh, like Bellagio 1020, 1020, 40 are making 10 to 14 big blinds per hour, mm. right? Whereas in like 2010, that was very feasible. Uh-huh. So if I'm assuming that I'm making 200 an hour at 1020, yeah. It's based That's off the fact you, that I think you, I'm playing... You shouldn't a, go to the Bellagio 1020. You should go to the Resorts World 1020. Fine, but then you don't <laughs> get any volume in. Um, but my whole point is, like, if I'm estimating that I'm making 200 an hour, which is 10 big blinds per hour... Then I'm also estimating that that's a byproduct of me playing a bunch of 10, 20, 40... And sometimes 10, 20, 40, 80, 160... And, like, you know, cherry-picking out... Or, or, or having the availability to play in some whaley lineups... Where, you know, your hourly is going to be 5x what it normally is as opposed to, like, the all-reg lineup where maybe you're making, like, 80 bucks an hour, right? So, right. you're kind of averaging <laughs> it all out. Jesus Look at the abominable snowman's in there. Did you just is. make this, Guapo? That's unbelievable. Wow. Like, no Guapo way. Literally, that. he just That's drew this. No at, way a Google search bot just up. drew this. First of all, if I, could, if I could be anybody in that image... It's the I'm ice Santa. Miser. No, you're not Santa. I'm Santa. Oh, no, he gives you're a lot of gifts up when he's at the Santa. You're the ice miser. <laughs> I'm fucking Santa in every aspect of what Santa is. Yes, am in I? In every aspect of what yes. Santa yep. is. Do I have you're high expectations? Ho, ho, ho. I'm jolly and ho 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 and generous <laughs> and giving. Do I have high expectation for my elves? Of course I do. Do I not let them become dentists? You're goddamn right. No, that's you. That's you with the heat miser over there. Look, he's he's giving you his card. The heat, the heat miser is gangster as fuck. I'm just saying. I'm Santa in this equation. You're not Santa. By the way, there were abominable snowmans in there. What? There were abominable snowmen. Yeah. So you're right. Right. We someone were just talking about two different characters. Someone said Santa's yeah. the fish. <laughs> he probably, 100%. I'm a life fish for sure. Santa's way too giving to be yes. like sharp. Yeah. Uh, that's me, Melissa. You, okay, but. This but, is my toxic trait. Yeah, but you're not jolly and ho, ho, ho. My other toxic trait is actually believing in math. Yes. Yeah. Right. But your toxic trait is believing in astrology. So, like, L- where does it end? Literally, yeah, I know. like, Berkey's well, the opposite of jolly spectrum. and ho ho ho. Like, you, you are no literally, one ever, yeah. I mean, his nickname Last was Christmas, no one was right. going to do anything. Yeah. I cooked a little meal for everyone. That's you. because I believe in math. Maybe inside. That has nothing to, that, that's not what Santa would say, ever. Look, Santa is put into a position where he has to bullshit his way out Santa and say manifestation is true. Okay, he has reindeer that fly him around. Yeah, he Phys- has to. He has to sell impossible. the dream. He has to tell everybody that Christmas is real, even though he knows it's just a bullshitty thing that he made up to deliver it's not presents. Bullshit, he's Wait, flying what? around. <laughs> Sorry, tell the kids to tune oh, out. Man, uh, I'm Santa. God damn it! Someone asked if I, I prefer bigger or average. <laughs> You think I want to be Santa? 
That's a lot. That's a. I don't want to be Santa. Uh, that's, that's I think you do want to be Santa. No, I want to be the miser. A lot of responsibility. A lot of responsibility. Very little riches. Mm-hmm. A lot you of want to be Santa of, because you don't want to be the ice miser. I don't want to be the ice miser. You're right. <laughs> It, it goes against my Maybe character. Maybe I'll have the makeup artist do ice miser makeup. For I you. don't look. You can do whatever you want. Okay, the, I'm your blank canvas. I don't care. Uh, do I can't wait worst. to ask him if he thinks you're olive. Do your worst. You know what? I don't care what he says. I just don't. Because you know you're olive. I I know I'm olive deep down. <laughs> Whether I present as internally olive. Look, I you identify, identify yeah, as olive. Okay. okay? So like I whatever mean. you see. <laughs> As your reality, that's fine. <laughs> but don't invalidate mine. As yeah, an right. Person. Don't don't shut me down okay. when I know deep down okay. inside I'm fucking olive. So on your license it says skin color olive. <laughs> yeah, of course. We've we've dug in a little deeper to the Caucasian race, yeah. and now we've segregated by uh, red undertones, uh-huh. olive, etc., etc. Et yeah. Right. It Sicilian. W- it wasn't specific <laughs> enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a gradient scale of right. of Scandinavian red olive Sicilian. Red. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's well, I mean, like Landon's undertones are beet red. Yes. Well, he is. You know what? It's. I didn't realize that he's like pretty ginger. Yeah. I at first I just red hairish, sort of but, yeah. thought he was like blonde, but then when he just has fair skin. Yeah, but he does have red undertones to his hair. I think well, he. Everything. I think genetically, like he probably does have like the ginger. Yeah, gene. I mean, if he gets any sun <laughs> at all, he just like looks like he's blushing. Yeah, but it like he doesn't really present that much as ginger. I think like he looks blonde to me, but yeah, I think he is technically a ginger. Mm. You're saying the carpet doesn't match the curtains. I don't know. We've asked him that, and he's like, <laughs> "I don't know, guys. I don't have hair down there." What's a carpet? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I think yeah. I have Manscaped lawnmower 4.0. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think he is ginger, though. Uh, yeah, probably. It's funny every time I hear the blow dryer going. In my head, he's not actually like blow drying his hair. He's just awkwardly like blow drying and fluffing his pubes. <laughs> what? Why is that? Because I don't know, man. Why do you to imagine that? that? Because, because in my head, so in my head, Landon's life is comparable to a scene out of American Pie. Like I just envision. I thought you were gonna say American That's Psycho. True. No, no, no. Uh, and and you know what? I have every right to believe this. At, per your Wait, per usual. Does that happen in American Pie? No, but like awkward thing. Oh, like he could... jerks off with glue. Okay, yeah. You know, like the just pie thing. Yeah, he fucks yeah. a he fucks a pie. Like there's yeah. just like a lot of awkwardness to right. being 18 to 22. Yeah. And uh, you know, in my head, Landon fits that movie very well. And I know this is true because oh, somehow. Some way, this kid is negotiating prop bets again, without anybody's consent. You know, I thought we, I thought we put an end to this. Uh, Pads is the ultimate gaslighter, too. By oh, the way, oh, hundred percent. I don't know what's is, going on here. What is he doing? He, it, this is a little sadistic. I, I honestly <laughs> don't know what's going on. He tweeted at me, uh, and said, like, it was within a thread, also, and he basically just said, like, <laughs> how much. How much would it take to get you to stay in Bally's mm-hmm. for one year, 365 days, yeah. uh, without leaving the building? Yeah. And I said, you know, like, I would probably start negotiations at $3 million. I assume this is just a hypothetical. Right, of course. Like, I would start negotiations at, like, $3 million and probably land at a million and say yes. Um, but it might even be higher because I was like, you know, at 22, I would have probably done it for 200 k because time isn't that important. Yeah. And money is very important. Yeah. But now money is a lot less important and time is much more important. So it's like you have to change my life in some capacity. Right. 
And out of the blue, he just says, 100K, okay. So we put and landed in. <laughs> and I just like don't reply and think uh, that that's it, right? Somehow Landon starts negotiating. Oh and then on no, top of it, that's never good. On top of it, Pad starts telling people to DM me to, <laughs> to put, it, put their hat in the ring. Yeah. yeah. Bucky's DMs how many are open. Applications They're always have open. You I only got two somehow. Okay. And uh, it went on for like two days. That was so funny when I saw it. I was like, yeah, sure. DM Berkey. Yeah, that yeah. was hilarious. It went on for like two days where he's just like, great idea, mate. DM Berkey. He's open. <laughs> and, and so like both of these guys DM me. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not going to give this any attention. Not going to reply or anything like that. So after he, he tells the second guy to DM me, uh-huh. I just reply with, I'm going to fight you. And I put up a <laughs> gif of this guy boxing a kangaroo. <laughs> and so then I look back at the DMs and both of them reply with, oh, I guess I was getting trolled. Oh, no. <laughs> so yeah, man, there's no upside to me staking people to live in Bali. I mean, it's like, honestly, I would bet against him if he was... Against if Landon? He, yeah, if he's going to end no up doing this. No way. Is it a free yeah, roll? I would. It's a free, it's a free roll? roll, yeah. Yeah, I would. You know why? Because he would He just is too social. Even though people can come to him. No. Like, He'll make this work so easily. Like, I don't think so. I think it's such a... First because of all, he's I think, already so, like, money doesn't matter to me. Nah, it's starting to matter. <laughs> you think? Yeah. He has to pay taxes. He learned a very know, expensive... That. A very expensive le- uh, lesson taxes in taxes. He's stressed about his taxes. Well, he just like ate the entire tax burden last year despite yeah, selling and that. stuff like that. Yeah. So like he owes a bunch and oh. learned a very expensive lesson. Uh-huh. Um, but on top of that, his lab time would double, which he would be super excited for because yeah. he just wants to be the best ever. Yeah. His grind time on ignition would double. Sure. Yeah. Or at least go up. But do you think he would get fat? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, maybe. So here's the thing that people aren't considering. You uh, can use the gym, gym there. Bally's is a resort. Right. Yeah. You can live okay. Um, are There's you a gym. To, right. Is Paris included? I would assume so. Who's because paying? almost all the restaurants the are in Paris. But maybe not. Well, it would be like, try, I guess he would try and work something out with Bally's to get it comp. Like, yeah. right. So do like some sort of promotion with them. Yeah, but he has it. to have slot playthrough. Why? Right? He's paid in slot. Oh, that was a joke. Oh, that was a joke. Yeah, that was just him getting trolled I for the ignition thing imagine he just becomes like a huge slot degenerate he turns into Alan i mean he kessler. could just he could just have kessler yeah. take him under his wing yeah teach him the ways yeah he'll make another 250 yeah on top makes of a that. quarter million on top of the <laughs> uh, on top of the the prop bed. i, feel, I just I feel think like it's uh, i mean a year is a long time also is he allowed to i assume yes venture into paris I, uh, you almost have to because right, well, it makes no difference not well, letting him in there to play the world series he would need to. right right yeah 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 and the world series is on the docket uh i would do this like if if there was a substantial enough amount of money involved i would do this maybe not happily but it would it would it would scratch the itch of me wanting to be on alone i don't even know that i would want to do this to be honest even though i don't leave the idea of not being able to leave drives me insane yeah so i think that there's like things that you can do to curb the fact that like you're kind of stuck fever yeah um you know like the spa is nice so like you can literally get like weekly massages right there's a pool there's a there's a hot tub there's a gym like you can get into a very good routine sauna all that stuff so that stuff's great on top of that um like i have infinite well, so uh, you're allowed to be on the balcony. That's it. Of whatever your room is. But also, uh, like, I have infinite reward points. 
So what I would do is just like constantly treat myself getting upgraded to a suite. So yeah. maybe once a month, once a week, a who knows? Staycation at your yeah, a little staycation yeah, okay. in, in the Paris. It's just a year, a year is a lot. Right. Like even right. when I had COVID having to, even though I really like, I'm a homebody, like I don't like to leave, but being forced to stay in and knowing that I cannot leave makes me like psychologically, I don't, it's yeah. not a nice thing. You get locked thing. in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there are still like certain hacks you could go through that would make it tolerable for the right amount of money. Um, yeah. Also, well, yeah. like it would encourage me to like just start a game at Bally's right. or Paris, That's whatever. Yeah. And now you're just like running a live game three, four days That's a week. That's the move for sure. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But like for me personally, it would just be too inconvenient because I have too much opportunity cost lost by not being able to move. So not being able to travel would cost like a lot of business, not being able to film poker out loud, not being able to attend academies, like would have to find a way to run them at Paris or Bally's. Like uh -huh. there would just be way too much uh, business cost to doing right. it. So it would have to be a very, very, very large number. But if I were Landon's age, I would do it for a working bankroll. Yeah. I would too. Yeah. Actually, my price would be lower than Landon. Well, no, Landon's is too low. What's his now? I don't know if they've negotiated this, but the number getting thrown around is 100K, that and that's too low. Too low. Yeah. Is there any possibility of this actually happening? There's always guess, a possibility. I know there's always a possibility. There, for sure there's a possibility. Is there a real legitimate possibility? I think for sure there's a possibility at 100K. You know what he should, they should do is um, have him go against somebody and then like see who lasts the long, like, uh, like, like alone. Yeah, like alone. But not tell them <laughs> when the yeah. other person's done. Do the only problem yeah. is yes. it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just like they getting have to stay in the same room, getting multiple <laughs> rooms. Um, nope, they get one room, two beds, yeah. six people. No, because they need to not know when the other person quits. Right. It's a war of attrition. Oh, wouldn't well, that be tough? Because it'd be tough because they're on the same. Pro well, you could yeah. do it at two different hotels. Look who came to say yes. hi. This one is the Bally's, nicest Paris, dog but Paris I've is ever nicer. met. No, no, no. Because they could the still best. they could still run into each other there. So okay. you you would do it at like you would just have to find somebody who's like a cash player. Yeah. So that the World Series wasn't a big deal. Do it like Aria. Or win. Yeah. Um, although that's pretty shitty that like <laughs> you're getting you're getting like a nice resort. I know. Compared Maybe to, like, you have to be MGM or something. Well, you'd have to set them up so that they could play a reasonable cash game though. Okay, Resorts World. Oh, it's brand new. Okay, it's definitely something a nice property, right? Shittier. Um, Maybe Bellagio would actually be the worst of the. Bellagio might be. Even though it's like still a pretty yeah, nice place. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Venetian. Uh, oh, you could do like New York, New York, okay. and then allow them to play at like the Aria Bellagio properties, but they're not allowed to do anything else the, there. So like oh, they can't okay. go to the Aria Spa, they can't go to the right. Aria Gym. They could just Caesars. go to the poker room. Yeah. Maybe Caesars. No, there's no, the poker room's like dead. Yeah. But like, if you stay in New York, New York, you, it's literally, you can walk, you can walk through uh, right. Park MGM and all that stuff to get there. So you never actually go outside. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, there's certainly content to be had there, but like, this would have to be something like PokerGo decided to do. Yeah. Because there's, the budget's like high, right? That's if good. you put up a 100K prize pool <laughs> to the winner, um, Plus the cost, uh -huh. like just the cost alone. I know the of, cost of living in a hotel for a right. year is a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unless you have comps yeah, you're basically paying their living expenses for a year, which are probably going to be like 50k each, give or take. 
and you have to pay for either them to vlog it themselves or camera crews to like follow them mm -hmm. that's going to be some sort of overhead yeah there would have to be some way to uh to explore a final product i guess but yeah i think uh if 100k is actually the number that they're negotiating it's way too low i think landon should be in like the 250 range mm -hmm. um and not budge very far off of that yeah. he's really got to start tapping me in for these negotiations man oh it's just Brutal. Wait, oh, then Pads also puts me in on the hook for the fucking cost. I know, he, I know. He just, he just, he's just out of the blue, there. like, yeah, so for a while, we'll give you 25k. And, <laughs> and then he's like, Bally's will give you 25k. It's like, what the fuck are we talking about, yeah, man? Yeah, putting up the money. Like, who, who are all these people just shelling out money and why don't we know about it? I don't know, but I mean, if they're gonna do that, I'll take some. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe this is how Landon gets even versus Perkins. Wrong, Rudy. Asshole. Speaking of assholes, <laughs> Hustler Casino <laughs> uh, pulled out the rug on their 250k guarantee. Um, yes. I'm, I'm saying they're assholes, but really, I don't know anything about anybody who runs Hustler. It's just this is kind of a uh, bullshitty move in this industry, I would say. Like, this is going to bring on a lot of fucking Yeah, this heat. never goes over well. No, and honestly, like, uh, we're seeing it manipulated more and more we saw this happen this summer at mgm where i think they either added a flight orleans or added a day orleans actually just killed a guarantee right or they lowered it is that what happened i think they canceled they canceled right yeah they canceled series. the tournament okay okay yeah. The big, yeah, yeah. they had one the, the main event right they yeah. canceled like the big, yeah they canceled like the a, main whatever it was right to be a 400k or something, or something. Yeah, yeah. a lot yeah um yeah i remember the mgm one being less they, they just did something to manipulate the guarantee oh no they did have a guarantee the day of mm -hmm. so prior to the event starting i can't remember which event it was but i think they halved it from 50k to 25k yeah and then ended up going over the guarantee anyway yeah. it ended up hitting like 55k or something like that but um yeah it's getting to a point now where this is kind of becoming uh commonplace or at least, at least a little bit too much so and you know, the same thing always happens, right? People take to, take to Twitter. They complain. They say, like, this is egregious. Uh, Sean McCormick tweeted out uh, with regard to guaranteed tournaments. If you put a big guarantee event on that you could potentially miss, place an entry threshold for the guarantee activation in the rules, which states the maximum loss the house is willing to take. It's not a perfect solution, but at least it's transparent to the players. Um, I agree with him in both, both accounts that, like, that's not a perfect solution as well as it's transparent, right? So at least if it's a 250K guarantee uh, and they're willing to take a bath for like, let's call it 50K, maybe they set the line at like, okay, we need 400 players to uh, at least even activate the, the guarantee. The problem with this is that people are playing under the assumption that the guarantee is going to come out, yeah. right? That it's and already now, set. Right, and now like, so for everybody who played this event, uh, they basically just like lost a ton of value. So the announcement from Hustler was due to unexpected circumstances, we've decided to cancel our remaining dates for our tournament series and the 250K guarantee. We will still play day two for the players that have already qualified and they'll be playing for the prize pool that currently exists. We apologize for any inconvenience this may have caused. Now, the two things here. The issue, first of all, with them just basically ending the guarantee and canceling the tournament series is that those people who did make it through to day two um, are now playing a very low value event 
as opposed to the high value event they thought they were getting. So they're probably playing for like, I don't know, 20% of the prize pool that they thought they were playing for, which is very insignificant. Um, particularly like if the buy-in is a high rake uh, situation, right? Mm -hmm. And this is secondarily a byproduct of this like quantum type of series that became very popular in LA with Mo at the bike, mm -hmm. maybe five or six years ago. Uh, and what that tends to be is that they'll run, you know, 10, 12, 14 starting days over the course mm -hmm. of a month. Uh, and with the Quantum series specifically, what you could do is just buy directly into day two, get 40 big blinds and pay like, you know, 5X the cost or something along those lines, 10X the cost, whatever. Uh, I'm not sure that that's what Hustler was doing. I don't think it was. But clearly they were running like many, 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 many starting flights um, based off the announcement that like they're canceling future starting flights and the tournament will just play down to completion based off of however many flights have ran already. Now, not only is that a terrible look for the casino and an awful precedent to set for your consumer base because you're pretty much saying like, well, we're going to rake you to death and also just like, never give you an inch back yeah but the um unexpected circumstances that they're alluding to is the bike running legends of poker which has been a tournament series for almost 20 years right so it's kind of like a little bit of a slap in the face always at the end of august yeah now they may not have ran it during covid i don't recall i mean i'm sure like at least 2020 it didn't run uh, don't know if they ran it last year or not, but also how on earth is this unexpected? Right. Like this series has just existed since the birth of, of live tournaments. Yeah. I uh, mean, that seems just like the easy PR answer. Yeah. And it's also, you're in LA. You're not in like, you know, this isn't Windstar in Oklahoma yeah. competing against... Right. Uh, I was literally thinking of Oklahoma. Like, the funny part is I yeah. can't even think of their competitor. It's Windstar and uh, Choctaw. Choctaw. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's not like these two are going head-to-head right. -head against one another for clientele. You're in the second largest metropolis in the entire United States. You're telling me the player pool isn't big enough to hit a 250K guarantee? This isn't a 5 million guarantee right. for a 1K. Right. This is a 250K guarantee for a small buy-in, relatively yeah. speaking. Like, how many people did you actually even need? Mm -hmm. There are a million different ways that you could adjust for this. Add extra starting days if you have to. Like, even though I think that's shitty, we've accepted it. Yeah. ACR just did it with the Venom. I mean, yeah, it is shitty as well. And it's also frowned upon probably a little bit less than what they ended up doing, though. For sure, there are things that like we'll accept more than less, but here's the big problem, is that we as a community will be absolutely outraged by this, we'll take to Twitter, we'll shout it from the top of our lungs, and from, from all of the rooftops, and then the next time they put a tournament series on with a guarantee, everybody will just show up in droves. Yes. So it's like, if you're unwilling to stop frequenting the places that take advantage of you, uh -huh. then they are going to continue to take advantage of you. Yeah, I mean, you have to vote with your dollar, kind of. Right. And this is specifically aimed at the recreational and entry-level player, right? These places that are pulling out the rug on guarantees are not doing it for WPT main event 5 million guarantees. They're not doing it at the win for a 10 million guarantee, mm -hmm. right? Um, Party Poker in 2018 
put on a $10 million guaranteed 25K. And I remember the final day they were flying people in yeah. to play, like to free roll them right. because they were they ended up missing the guarantee, I think, by like 100,000. Wow. But they also... How do you get on the list to be... I think they're know, all party poker pros. Called up to be a free roll. Like there, there should be some sort of repercussion for these things. Like you shouldn't be allowed to use the word guarantee. Like I if you use Like I think we've used the word guarantee in poker, especially obviously tournaments for so long that it's like lost its meaning. Right? Well, it's, like, I mean, it's a guarantee. So, like, if you say something is a guarantee, then it I needs mean, to be guaranteed that that's okay? the prize pool. Legally? And if it's not, you, you shouldn't be allowed the, the next tournament you run to slap a guarantee on yeah. it. You, well, of course it's allowed. There's no SEC. Right. Uh, so, I, but, is well, it, I, but it, could it be considered fraud? It should By be. By who? I don't know. The law? I mean, <laughs> no. I, I mean, False advertising. I don't know how those laws work. I don't know. I don't know enough how they work, but I know that. Or, I know almost every one of these comes with an asterisk of yeah. tournament is subject to change. Yeah. yeah. Where. But that's where, what I'm saying. We use the word guarantee asses. as thinking it means guarantee, which it clearly doesn't. Yeah, it's a suggested <laughs> prize pool. Right. Uh, that's another marketing ploy that, that casinos used to use is they would say, like, uh, come play, you know, the Brigada 500 open prize pool. In excess of three million, yeah, and then there would be like a tiny little sub uh, sub note at the bottom or footnote that would say based, based off of this many players, based uh -huh. off of like one thousand entries uh -huh. or something like that, where it wasn't actually a guarantee. But yeah, I mean, like in this instance, so a lot of this stems from online. Online, when you make a guarantee, you have no choice but to honor it right. because the software won't let you change it. Right. Uh, and I don't know that it matters. Like from a licensing issue, I doubt that. Like, uh, you know the the Indian gaming commissions that oversee a lot of the online. I doubt that they give a shit if you miss a guarantee and don't pay or anything along those lines. Right. But um, you would think gaming would be able to step in at least in Nevada whenever these types of things occur. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, we as players can maybe put a little bit more pressure on gaming to up their standards because they're just prehistoric with the way that they approach poker. Uh, a casino could never put on a complimentary blackjack tournament with a guaranteed first prize and then day of just say like we were kidding we're not going to pay you yeah no. right like they can't right, do that yeah um and to be fair like you know they use promotional chips so it probably has something to do with that but the whole point is is that outside of nevada laws are very loose gaming regulations in california are largely just run by the tribes um and you know they they don't really oversee all that much that's why live streams have absolutely no oversight whatsoever there's no security measures that they have to mm -hmm. adhere to uh anybody can pop up a stream in a licensed wild, casino wild yeah I, texas is even worse because they don't have a body at all mm -hmm. right like at least there is some sort of uh oversight in california from the casino regis uh uh regulation side <laughs> um but in texas like it's it's literally just home games in in the open out on the wild right. Uh, speaking of Texas, so Polk put up a tweet that I didn't even know this was true. He should publicize this more for sure. Um, it's just like good on his behalf. But when the Lodge ran their big event, uh, either during the World Series or just prior, I think it was just prior, it was when Landon was there, got uh -huh. shit on uh, in Houston. Um, they missed their total guarantees by 625K and they just ate it. it. Well, that's what you're supposed to do when right. you guarantee right. exactly. money right. and it your estimation was off, then right. you need it. That's why they're incentivized to guarantee something. But honestly, um, and I'm saying this from somebody who, who believes in honor and integrity above all, especially above bottom line. Right. Doug's almost foolish for having eaten it. Yeah. He's going to curry no favor. Right. 
for being the guy who fell on the sword and actually posted the guarantee. Yeah. Uh, and if I recall, there was like during that time frame, there was a lot of blowback on on the lodge for their guarantees because I think he might have. I don't. I don't know if they added a day to an event that was like going to miss by a ton. Something happened where I think they were trying to negate the guarantees a little bit. Right. Uh, and people were up in arms about it. It's like they ended up eating over half a million. Yeah, no casinos eating a half a I million. I was going to say, I don't know what their exact number was for the, they, they guaranteed, but 625000 a month seems like a lot. Well, it was spread out over I mean, multiple tournaments. Like basically oh, no. every tournament had an overlay. Right, yeah. That's, I mean, that still seems like a lot. It's, it's a ton. <laughs> Venetia right. lays over seven, or overlays 75K, and, like, suddenly they're dipping into promo dollars. Mm-hmm. To, and that's the other thing is that, like, casinos are set up to pay these guarantees. They have things like bad beat drops and, and, and all these promo dollars mm-hmm. that this is just a part of marketing. Yeah. So, like, yes, there should be some sort of attachment there. It, sh- it should be absolutely forced. Yeah. But the thing is, if you don't have WPT overseeing it, where their name is now involved, yeah. these guarantees just are as good as the paper that they're written on. Right. It's like they're they do IOUs. everything that they yeah. can to not put any of their dollars in all the community right. money. And then when it doesn't work out, it's like, oh, we're not going to help you out. Right. Anyways. Like, I don't think people understand how scrutinized they are, even if they run a rake-free event. Mm-hmm. Right. So they say, say they miss uh, a million dollar guarantee by like a hundred K. Like, okay, well they didn't actually miss. They just have to compensate the rake uh-huh. to their employees. So whatever, it's just written off as an expense, right? Like you didn't, you didn't come out of pocket. Um, they get crucified for that by the upper management, you know? It's like, and what this should ultimately lead to is no guarantees, mm-hmm. which is bad for everybody. Right, of course. It's bad for businesses, it's bad for the community at large, people, but... People want to see the guarantees. Right, but it's... A, especially the recreational. It's a good correction because now if, if, if Hustler never runs a guaranteed event again, Hustler just won't get numbers for their tournaments, period. Right. Right, and for whatever reason, LA struggles uh, with MTTs. I'm not sure why, um, but that's a big reason why the. Actually, I do have a good idea why. It's because of state tax. I would assume mm-hmm. they withhold seven yeah. percent, yeah. which is just really difficult for anybody to justify traveling for. Right, because then you have to fight. It's like a European coming to America. Right, right. Like if you just know that a big chunk's going to get withheld, that you're going to have to fight back to yeah, get. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's pain in the ass, um, and that's like why the quantum was born. Because they're just trying to give locals the ability to crank out enough volume to bloat prize pools. But like all of California tournaments have uh, fallen into steady decline for the last decade. We saw LAPC no longer be a WPT event and it's tiny now. Uh, LAPC main 10K was like sub 200 people the last couple years as a non WPT sanctioned event. Um, Same thing with Bay 101. Although I still think that they got decent numbers. Poker in the Bay Area is a hotbed. Like, there's just something very special and romantic I've about poker a lot up there. about um, private cash games in the Bay Area. Yeah, but more specifically, like, Bay 101, uh, that, that tournament where they used to invite, like, shooting stars okay. and make them bounties. You've never seen anything like it. it. It's like watching the tag team event in the summer, only times 10. The rail is, like... 500 people deep. Is that deep. the outdoor mm-hmm. one or no? No. No. They, um, yeah, they, that, that tournament was like, like you said, it was tag team and it was... Um, There's just so many fans People there. got hyped up for that every year. People just wanted to come yeah. and get autographs from the, mm-hmm. the shooting stars. Like year after year, it was just... And I still think that it, it performs relatively well, mm-hmm. but it's like the only event that runs 
in bay all year long, right? Um, the, the Thunder Valley 3500. So it used to be the California swing. You used to go from LAPC to Bay 101 down to Thunder Valley thereafter. Yeah. That event, I don't think is WPT any longer. It's not very big. Yeah. It's kind but of like one of those mid-state on tours ones. now. Like there's a $15 million guarantee at the win. Right. So they're just moving out of LA. Well, that's my point is that California itself yeah. can't seem to get reasonable prize pools for MTTs. Right. And it almost certainly has a correlation with uh, state tax. Um, But the exact opposite is happening in Vegas. For the longest period of time, Vegas was a dead spot for MTTs. Venetian used to crush because uh, they would would put on those, or not daily, but but the deep stacked events. And it gave locals a chance to put in MTT volume, whereas they had to travel 10 months out of the year otherwise, chasing 1500s all across the nation, right? right? Venetian kind of, solved that problem and then as they solved that problem players like the win the wsop uh even aria to a smaller degree started to say like oh, okay this price point is very viable we're gonna get involved and then you know bellagio had still been running the two or three wpts a year but like we saw uh so it used to be three it was festo alago uh five diamond and then the the Doyle brunson classic uh, both Festo Lago and Five, or sorry, and Doyle Brunson Classic fell off. Um, you know, they just proved not to be a very great venue, especially once the Fontana Lounge closed. So now they were down to one event a year. The Venetian at that point didn't run any WPTs. The Win wasn't running any. Aria attempted to run the uh, Bobby Baldwin Classic. It ran for two years, I think, and then died. Uh, so you know, for a long time, Vegas was frozen. But post-pandemic, Vegas came back roaring. Mm-hmm just ripping it right the wind found so much success putting on these big guarantees and hitting that mid-stake price point uh the mid-stake poker tour started to do business with with venetian and really started to hit that 3200 price point we saw bellagio um hitting record numbers with five diamond even though like you know i make a pretty strong argument that they do a kind of shitty job hosting uh, a, a big scale tournament like that they just don't have the space right yeah. they don't have the space with the resources um, WSOP has grown year over year with the exception of the one COVID year. So it's like MTTs are big and booming. Why is the richest city in all of America suffering so much? Right? Taxes. Taxes. Has yeah, to be. Yeah. I mean, it just had, well, also maybe just kind of ineptness, right? Like I don't frequent these casinos that much, but maybe they just don't have the capacity to run a good event. Yeah. Right? Like I've only played Legends of the Bike once, I think. It was amazing. The event was incredible, but it's dead now. It went from a 10K to a 7,500 to a 5K. I don't even know what the fuck it is now. I don't think it's a WPT any longer. Pretty interesting. I mean, do you think everyone just sort of switched to cash there? I don't even know if it was a switching it's, mechanism. I think, <laughs> I think the people who chased the WPT just stopped going to LA. Yeah. I think that it just became like, uh, I could go to LA in August or I could go to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Right. I could go to LA in August or I could go to Choctaw one week later mm-hmm. and just skip that trip. Yeah, it's like if you're going to skip one, it's going to be that one. Yeah. Yeah, it just yeah. became the most skippable trip. Yeah. Right? Uh, Vegas got put on the map now for WPTs. There's four or five a year that are run here now. So the Venetian runs a 5K. Um, the win runs now this 15 million guarantee. Bellagio runs five diamond. Does uh, Aria run one? Aria... Millions, too. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, WPT specifically. Oh, just WPT. Um, yeah. Venetian actually might run two. Did, was, was this past one 
Yeah, it was a WPT this summer, yeah, it was. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they run the summer one and then they run another one uh I think in Marchish. Uh so they run two WPTs a year. Uh and I think that's it, but you might be right that Arya I don't think they do anymore. Maybe not. Maybe it was the Bobby Baldwin classic for two years, but I think... Do you think that it's also, like, the fact that lodging is kind of expensive there has anything in LA? to do with it? Yeah. Makes it more skippable. Possibly. Uh, Hustler has no, or has no hotel on site. Uh-huh. And the bikes... Uh, the bikes hotel is very nice, but sells out rapidly. People yeah. don't like going to Commerce. And, and well, oh. the same thing with Commerce. Whenever they did LAPC, mm -hmm. um, it was very difficult to book a room at Commerce. And it was also the worst place on earth to stay. Yeah. yeah. Commerce is like a very hole in the ground type of uh, part of LA. Like it's not a nice place to be. So you kind of want to stay on site for that reason. But like Commerce Hotel is shit. And outside of the double tree, that's like a few blocks down the road. You just don't have any good options. You yeah. have like fifty dollar a night looking. Yeah, Inns. Commerce was the best. Well, the the biggest place to run tour. They had the most space. Right. They could facilitate the biggest fields. But right. But it doesn't work if nobody wants to go there. Right. And you know, to to be fair, the bike made over their hotel. It's beautiful now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people going to LAPC would just stay at the bike and drive the the five or ten minutes, whatever. It's no big deal. Um, but yeah, I, I think lodging has something to do with it. I think travel has a lot to do with it. They're not easy places to get to. They're not good cities to be in. Right. Um, you know, I can't think of too many other casinos that are in like dumpy parts of the city mm -hmm. with the exception of like Atlantic City. Yeah. but the <laughs> And even there, it's like you're in resorts. Yeah. You're not staying in a hotel. You're right. at like you're at at a full-blown resort. resort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Brigada's beautiful. Brigada's nice. Yeah. Brigada's real nice. Yeah. We, we, when we first started going there, we couldn't even afford to stay. Yeah. Lamanna put me in like some fucking 24 hour <laughs> hooker hotel. Never let me live that one down. Bro, they rented this room by, They rented this room by the hour. For oh, sure. No. Listen, it was that we we were just coming up. We yeah. had very limited bank rolls and I was trying to save us some money. I would rather stay in the we garage hall. My dad used to go to the Taj every weekend. My parents were like separated, so my mm -hmm. mom would we we didn't change houses. My mom would just come watch us on the weekends. Right. So my dad would then go to the Taj Mahal, like like play. rounders. I think he would play five ten and stuff. Yeah, and he's just, like yeah. like rounders. He'd yeah, like the... go to the Taj, mm -hmm. and then he'd bring back like chocolate or whatever, because they were. He was also like super into the high limit slots, so he always had the comps. And the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, the Taj, not a, not there anymore. I mean, half of Atlantic City is like a ghost town. Is now. the Taj not? It doesn't exist anymore. No. It, four years ago maybe yeah, like that. um i don't know what this has to do with anything but vertucci tweeted at me and said uh we have even discussed putting in our own money to some level again our stream does not participate in any casino decisions we are separate but we understand the connection we hope to find a solution uh I, I i lack the context to this because he just seems to tag me in another thread that already existed um but yeah to be clear <laughs> i'm not like condemning hustler live yeah we this has nothing to do with feldman just, yeah oh no the right, stream has not. nothing to do with the tournament right but the stream is only cash games i figure most people know that yeah i guess maybe it's not clear uh maybe they're kind of under fire a little bit oh. um okay here's here's the full thread uh, Hustler Casino Live wants to make something very clear. We agree with the seriousness of Hustler Casino's recent decision to cancel the 250K. We agree with the poker community's uh, take on this. Oh my God, Vertucci doesn't know how to make threads. It's, oh, it's oh four no. separate tweets, God damn it. Oh no. <laughs> um, 
We agree with the community's opinion on this situation. Feldman and I have a meeting set today to discuss this with management. We hope to come up with some resolve for this. Uh, we have even discussed putting in our own money to some level. Again, our stream does not participate in any casino decisions. We are separate, but we understand the connection. Hope to find a solution. Yeah, I, you know, for what it's worth, Vertucci, like you would be Superman if you found a way to uh, save this. But yeah, but let's make something abundantly clear, like. You guys fronting the money by whatever amount they think they're going to miss by is only going to make you a hero to the casino. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, um, it shouldn't be there. Yeah, this isn't your responsibility. No. And I don't think by any stretch of the imagination anybody expects. I mean, the casino should be doing them favors because they have by far put that casino on the map. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. 100%. It seems, it seems absolutely absurd. Uh, for this to somehow fall on their shores. Like, it's funny, if, if Legends had uh, a guarantee attached to it, and then they canceled, I don't think anybody in a million years would live condemn Live at the Bike. Yeah, no. But the reason is, right. Bike was a, a long-time withstanding, or a, a long-time standing brand yeah. prior to Live at the Bike, and yeah. it's also always been made abundantly clear that that stream is very separate from the casino. Right. Like, they licensed the casino yeah, this uh, one is, I guess, a little harder to tell because it just says Hustler in big letters. Right. Hustler was a big deal in the poker stuff. community, but, like, in the 90s and early 2000s when Larry Flint was, like, running a big stud game there, and it's it doesn't land with the No Limit community mm -hmm. outside of the stream. Yeah. So I think people think that there's uh, something very synonymous between the Hustler Casino live stream and Hustler Casino. Yeah. And maybe it's because they called it Hustler Casino Live instead of Hustler Live. Like, I don't know. Like, whatever. I don't the know. whole point it's is. It's just the name. Yeah. You know. Like, we get it, man. You're off the hook. You You're definitely don't have hook. to put any money into this. Nobody's out here calling for also, your head. So, when do we get to do our Solve for Why version of Hustler? When do we have our Solve for Why week? Like, Rampage week? Yeah. I don't know, but. Get the tortoise on there playing some 2550. Oh, yeah. Gotta get the tortoise oh, on man. there. Oh, man. Oh man, that sounds great. <laughs> I better watch that pads course. I know. <laughs> oh man, give me a couple months. You would have the sashimi uh, single-digit V pip. <laughs> He's our sashimi. Yeah, he is. He is our sashimi. Oh, I'm only playing. I'm. It would be zero. I'm only playing in the blind, the big blind. If it folds, you're only playing the big blind. Yeah. <laughs> He's like refusing to do bomb pods. Yeah. Sitting out when it's his blinds, uh -huh. like ducking and coming back in behind. <laughs> None of this is true, by the way. I would be a very. Yeah, you'd fun be in there. We saw. The we saw you at the the poker out loud. You yeah. would shit your pants playing twenty five fifty. Twenty five fifty? No. Somebody else's money. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My money, yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, yeah. You got to be a Somebody little else? on the hook. Oh yeah, some skin in the game. Yeah. So you know, five ten for you. Perfect. Okay, five ten. Yeah, let's fire it up. Shit okay. your pants. <laughs> Because well, no Berkey's going to be over there kicking it up to fucking 5, 10, 20, 40, 60, 180. Lamana was the guy that shortly after I stopped backing him, um, I, I can't remember if you were on your own or if you had found action elsewhere, but uh, shortly after like I had stopped backing him and he was on a pretty big downer, he starts playing 2-5 around town. Mm -hmm. And he's just like grinding all over, like chasing the game. You were backing him? For a period of time, okay. and then uh, I end up dropping him and Brandon because I went broke. Okay. Uh, and I remember coming over his place, and I know what he's gonna say. he was like really on it, like chasing the game, going to the Sun Coast, going to Red Rock, going to all around town, Venetia, wherever the best game was. Like grinder. Yeah, like if Lamana was in a game, it was the best game in town oh, nice. for sure. 
and he was doing well. He was probably making like, I don't know, 10K a month, yeah, that's give or good. take. You know, good. Uh, but like he was getting half of it or whatever, uh-huh. right? And we were just talking and he's like telling me like how figured out he has it and everything else. I'm like, yeah, that's great, whatever. He goes, I legit don't even want to play 510 ever again. Like I don't <laughs> ever want to move up in stakes. I'm just at my comfort level. Yeah. Well, and a part of me died. I was just like, oh, Oh, well, I think man. that's a thing. I mean, that's. I was so naive be... at the time too, and yeah, for I sure. I think. I mean, people do that. I started you know? the countdown clock right. on his career that day. Not everyone <laughs> has to be the constantly is being trying revived. to move up to the highest stakes. I, there are no, people, you do though. Well, there are people who have played the lowest well, stakes. The for thing their is, whole like career. at the time, like I struggled at five ten. Right. I, right, and and I wasn't winning, and then I moved to two five, and I it just really was easy. crushing. Yeah. So it was just like. I was like, I don't, why do I want to like move up and lose? Uh-huh. I, I can just stay here and just. Break. Also the philosophy. That's what it felt like at the time. Obviously that's very flawed logic and it's like, okay, just get better and then you can make more. Well, money. the other yeah. philosophy was that like, there'll always be a game soft enough for me to beat at right. certain stake exactly. levels. Right, exactly. Right. But like what's overseen or it, what's overlooked there. Up. yeah. Well, just what's overlooked is that your cost of living increases as you get older. Of course. Right. Year over year. Yeah. So it's just like whatever you deem to be a comfortable living now will not be a comfortable living five years yeah. from now. And if your idea is that like you're good, you've you've hit the pinnacle, then I hope you have other pl- like I, I'm not kidding. Like I legitimately yeah. started the countdown clock for like his retirement that, that day. That. <laughs> I was just like he showed it accurate? to me every day. He's like, hey, look, you got uh, you got three weeks left. Because <laughs> yeah. I noticed this like like it's not it was something sort of that was a new because I like started in online MTTs where everyone's trying to like move up you know that's mm-hmm. like you just want to move up and, and but when i started playing live cash i realized that there's people like who are really comfortable at their stakes even if it's like when i was playing like one three at mgm where these people who have been spending you know like 14 15 years playing those stakes and then just sort of grinding out promotions and stuff and they're perfectly happy doing that but that was sort of a new Thing for me to see because I always just assumed everyone was trying just to trying move to play up. the highest yeah just trying to play, play as yeah. high as they could mm-hmm. well for partially for rake reasons when it comes to cash but also just for the accomplishment and but but there is sometimes I think people especially like 510 if that's like a comfort level for someone they can definitely exist off that for a long time yeah yeah for a long time not forever that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the but bigger what if they issue like invest it wisely sure but two things two things are certain to be true one your cost of living will increase by some amount year over year yeah it doesn't have to be significant but like just with inflation alone it yeah it'll increase and then two your win rate is certain to decrease, decrease year over right. year unless mm-hmm. you're working on it Dimin- even even if you're working on returns. it even if you're working on it just the yeah. nature of poker mm. is that the elite the the absolute greatest player we've ever seen will have a lower win rate today than he had yesterday. That's true, yeah. Uh, it, it's just okay. the nature of us all converging on zero, right. Mm-hmm. right? So if those two things hold true, then the only thing that we can control in order to ensure that we're able to get by is the stake level that we play. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there is like like 1020 would be like, there's a lot of people that just play 1020 and don't move up, right? Well, like, it's hard because kind of the hard gap- to that, find higher. Yeah. Like now, po- now anything yeah. bigger than 1020 just becomes private. Yeah. Right. And yeah. honestly, like this is something so I'm really nowhere to go. Yeah, this is something I'm I'm greatly struggling with now, where uh, it's difficult to figure out what the next move is. Like at 40, I don't feel like I've aged out of poker, but 
at 40, I feel like I've outgrown my earning potential within this game. Mm -hmm. And that largely goes hand in hand with the fact that my availability to high stakes game decreases year over year. Yeah. You know what that means? Nope. Time to start a weekly game here. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to play 100, 200, no limit. Grinder. Yep. <laughs> Time to play all the tournaments, Burke. Yeah, well, so I thought about that too. And that was my initial instinct was, okay, like, I guess now we just have to commit fully to MTTs. But this is where, again, being the math guy hurts you. Like, yeah. once you start looking at, and your, at hourly, your hourly, the hourly yeah. is and the availability painful. to play, like, relatively high, yeah. uh, you just don't, like, my earn just gets cut. It's slashed by mm -hmm. such a large number that it's just, like, I really should try to become proficient at something else with right? a higher it's ceiling. it's just, like, not very motivating when you think about it like it's, that. It's not motivating, number one. Number two, uh, it's, it's not plausible for me to just believe that in short order i'll start playing 25ks plus yeah right it's right. not that it's impossible and it's not even that it's improbable it's just more so that i've curated my skill set around playing deep stack my entire career so i have to learn a whole new skill set which is possible to play with yeah. the best in the world to play with the absolute best in the world who've been studying it for as long as yeah, i've been studying deep out, stack right. you know 0.5 percent exactly edges. exactly so now it's like the margins are low it requires a lot of funding, which means that I'm going to have to uh, either acquire backing or sell a ton. Mm -hmm. And now it's like when you look at it of like, okay, you're playing the stiffest competition with your ABI being like 5K maybe. Yeah. Instead of uh, 25K or 50K or whatever the case may be. Uh, your expectation might only be to make like 200,000 a year. Mm -hmm. It's like, holy shit. I, I could do that playing like 510 maybe. Yeah. Or 1020. You definitely could. 510, 1020. I mean, those games get big, and the 1020 is usually like uncapped in a lot of places. You have to put in a lot of hustle, though. Way yeah. more than when I was coming up. Yeah. You have to grind lists. You have to go. You have to. You have to travel more. You gotta be really. Charming. I moved to Vegas to not have to travel to play cash. Yeah. Ever. And it's like, if you want to play 1020 plus, you have to do a fair amount of traveling. Mm -hmm. And not even like simple travel. Like I'll just chase the tournaments. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, Florida's having a big event. I should go there so I can play some good 2550. It's like, I have to travel, but also I probably won't have a starting seat, but maybe I will. Yes. But maybe the game's full, or maybe someone else is flying in instead right. of me who's ahead of me. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. It's uh, Hustler's running a 2550 and has a feeder game. If I show up on Tuesday at 1 p.m., maybe I can get into the feeder game. For a few hours. For six yeah. hours at most. Yeah. Turn around, fly back. Right? It's just a lot of that sort of right. hustle. And then and by then, like, the spots in the game are gone. And then it's like, okay, then I'm sort of reg battling. And it's like, and that's okay. if, if, not that worth it. Like, I'm not, I, I'm to a point where, like, reg battling is not not something that's going to dissuade yeah. me. Right? Like, I need to get in volume. So, like, if it's 100 or 200 reg battling, so be it. Yeah. The challenge becomes twofold. It's one, having liquidity on the road. That's so fucking tough. Like getting invited to a 200, 400 game across the country mm -hmm. and then having, you know, because you, no matter how much you send, you're going to have a fixed amount of buy-ins, right. right? Whereas like if you're here, you just have your whole bankroll available at all times. Yeah. So that's, that's an issue, number one. And then number two, all of the inconvenience that you're talking about, the expense of traveling, the not being guaranteed a seat, all of the politics that come into place where it's like you set aside a day or two in order to seize this opportunity that ultimately fell through. Yeah. Um, it, it just happens all the time. And, you know, you're doing it to eke out 
a living that's again 20% less than what you were earning last year yeah. and 50% less of what you were earning five or six years ago. So it's just like, uh, I love this game with my heart and I never want to stop playing it, but I'm excited to get to a point where I'm the recreational that just gets to cherry pick 10 games a year Yeah, and, you know, win or lose a half a million. Right. Right. And just <laughs> call it because I'm making a bunch of money elsewhere. Uh, and I hate to, I hate to push that reality onto the audience because it's i think what gets heard is that like poker's dead poker dream is dead don't yeah. chase it but that's not what i'm saying at all we're in two different places yeah well i mean for the type of money you're looking for like it's it is sort of very hard but yeah. i think for a lot of people you know making 100k a year is a lot correct and, they would and love very to feasible do that, and yeah. you can definitely do that in open games for sure you could do it in a million different spaces you could do it on wsop.com yeah yeah. Right, like right. it's certainly feasible. Like, but if you want to make, if you want your floor to be somewhere in the seven fifty to a million range, right. which is what, as a high stakes player, you kind of grow accustomed to, well, then yeah, it's going to be pretty fucking impossible to scale that back. Yeah, and it's also very hard to scale it up because if you are capable of that sort of return, you lose a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. People don't want the guy who's consistently making seven figures off of their game. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, yeah. unless he's the runner and is doing it through like. Rake, and honestly, like a lot of the sharpest guys that are my age, they're not the best player in the game. They're running. They're the guys who are hosting the game. Yeah, I mean, they make a lot. Dude. Yeah. And you always are in sure to see. JRB kind of set the model. And I honestly didn't, I didn't, I didn't have the foresight that I think a lot of other people did when, when JRB was like the host in town, he was the poker host and he was the guy to go to and there were no others. And the competition got stiff. Mm -hmm. There are like five to 10 poker hosts now that are running games from 2550 up and they're all way more cutthroat than Jeremy was in his heyday. Jeremy had the luxury of running the biggest game in America mm -hmm. and that in and of itself cut out 99% of people that would drool at the opportunity to right. play. Right. So like he didn't have to run through the filter. A lot of these other guys now that are running from the 2550 to 100, 200, 200, 400 level, everybody has access. Money is not a problem. Yeah. And so now you have to start making these sweeping protocols where it's just like nobody with this amount of experience will ever play this game. Yeah. And you start shutting out people that are potentially very fucking good for the game because they still adhere to the pro label or uh, they're a winning player or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just like it, it's it's a tough ask for both the players and the runners. And that's kind of my fear moving forward is that like the ceiling in the game kind of keeps collapsing in mm -hmm. on itself. Yeah. Um, but to your point, the median stays the same. Yeah. I mean, it's mm -hmm. still like, it's like if you're looking to make a million a year, it's going to be very hard. But if you're looking to make a hundred K a year, it's so doable. Yeah. 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 So and, and honestly, like even a million a year, uh, as being like one of the best is very feasible as an MTT player. For sure, yeah. More so than a cash game player, I think. Yeah. I think a million a year for a cash player is much harder in 2022 than it was in 2012. And I think a million a year as a tournament player is much more feasible as an MTT player in 2022 right. than it was in 2012. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. There's way more high rollers now. I feel like there's the a lot of... Um like really good MTT players who don't move up to, to the high stakes and they play like the mid. Oh yeah. Mid Darren Elias is a good example. Right. And they just crush. Yeah. Right. They just crush these like mid to higher stakes, mm -hmm. but not like, not, not, super not high. the super yeah. highest. Yeah, exactly. So they're playing like 
one K's up to like ten K's. Yeah, but they're, anywhere, they're they're happy with their cap, right? Right. They know no, that. Right, of course. They know that on average they'll make like three hundred K a year, mm-hmm. and their ceiling right, they're is completely like content. Yeah, and their that, ceiling right. is like maybe some off years mm-hmm. they'll make like one point two, one point three, and some down years they'll make like minus a hundred, minus two hundred, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Right. And they're they're okay with that standard deviation right. and they should be that's that's a and fucking great life good the ecosystem of is really good right, right now yeah yeah, yeah. For that, yeah so. agreed yeah i mean think about like 2014 15 16 mercier won a million dollars uh all three years in a row and that was like a massive feat yeah. back then right because there were to have like a million in caches everywhere 50k 100Ks. right to have a million in caches three years in a row was an, a tremendous feat as yeah. an mtt player mm-hmm. now the average buy-in of like a mid to high stakes reg is a million a year yeah. so like obviously they're gonna have an roi so they're gonna be cashing for more than that and it's just like how far we've come i remember around that time frame daniel put out uh his schedule and his total buy-ins were like a quarter million yeah. and like that was massive yeah. Right. We were just like, wow, could you imagine like being how, able to afford yeah, a quarter million right. in buy-ins? Yeah. He, he played a 250K at the World Series this year. Twice. Twice. He played it twice. Literally in a day. Half a million. He doubled, he doubled yeah. his buy-ins of five years ago, six years ago, whatever. So, like, yeah, yeah. times have really changed. Well, Jason would, he would just enter a 10K that had 700 people in it and just win it. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. Or once in a while he gets second or third, but usually he just win it. And it's just like, was he oh. believing in math or magic? Oh, Jesus. magic, baby. He had Jesus saying. on his shoulder. I am cutting out anyone who is like, the math says this. Sorry, I'm deaf. I, you know what? I, I envy you. Magic. I envy you because uh, in spite of the fact that I studied <laughs> math deeply in college, my young brain very much allowed me to turn that part off yeah. when I got into poker. Yeah. And even though like my subconscious was just like, like... Part of what gave me this loose image and being so sticky and like why people thought I was awful for such a long time <laughs> is because facing reasonable or small size bets, I just yeah. didn't fold. Right. So like I would show up on river yeah. with like a hand that was 10 high That's on the relatable. flop, like no pair, no draw. And I <laughs> got to the river and backdoor to straight. <laughs> right. And they couldn't believe it because they checked min raised me on the flop. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, what did you want me to well, do? They're like, infinite they're like, they're like, I had like that fold. Goes. You had ten high. It's like, yeah, but like you min raise. What yeah, could like you have? You gave Fuck me you. Like ten to one. Like, right. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, it's like, what am I? So like, I understood subconsciously. I understood the math yeah. very well, but my logic or my conscious brain just said, we believe that we, we can there. control this spot we yeah. are getting there this yeah time. like he fucked up well, and min raised me like see us you've seen a spot so many times and you're like i know how this story plays out you know this yeah. isn't gonna end well for them yeah. you and then the, you just you the card you, and yeah. then you just pile the money in because you know it's coming right right <laughs> you would, i i i would just believe in being able to control that was the best part of dead money this is the part he's sitting there and you're all in with a flush draw, right? Yeah. And he's like, they had to get all the camera crew over. They, you know, they had to like wait. So he's like, I had all this time to just will the card to come, <laughs> to will it. And you willed it. You, wow, you willed you, it. You found it. Well, so he did, he did will the card. Landon and Chewie call that Bang. finding it a flush on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Mm. You found okay. it in the blockchain. You found it. The I, yeah, exactly. I checked I check GM 10 9 of hearts on uh, a 6 6 king two hearts. Um, big blind versus button versus Coleman. Um, which is funny because then uh, it was perceived to be a wildly spewy 
awful play. Mm -hmm. Like I checked jam for like pot. Um, with the flush draw. With, that was with a 10 bad high flush then? draw. It was very bad. Wow. On, on ace king 6-6, six, six, like terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Um, but now it's just correct. Yeah. yeah. But you can't call with 10 high. Just, yeah, it's just what you do. Uh, and I could, be, I, could be, I could be getting it wrong in the sense that I may have three bet out of the blinds with 10-9 suited, which again back then <laughs> okay. thought to be awful, yeah. but now, now obviously fine. very accepted. Yeah. And if that's the case, then what I did was barrel shove for like pot. But either way, it's just the way the hand is yeah. meant to be played. Um, and it took them no less than three minutes to get the entire camera crew over there, set up the shots, like get both of us framed up. And the whole time, I'm just willing the heart. So what was going on <laughs> internally? I, I'm just going heart, heart, heart. I do that too. And it was the ace six of hearts <laughs> on the board. The king of hearts, it's the river. Yeah. So it's ace, six, six, king. Yep. King. And he has ace jack. Mm -hmm. And I think I lose. So I kind of nit roll him, even uh -huh. though the card's already up. And I'm kind of just like, nice hand. But like I played it off as like a good game afterward yeah, yep. <laughs> because I realized, oh, he has three pair, not the full house. Uh -huh. Ship me the ship me the cookies right. here. Mm -hmm. So he manifested it, and then he went on to uh, have the biggest score of his career. Yeah, and I stopped manifesting on day three, <laughs> and I went from See? chip leader to like then bottom went, five and chip. Like, right. Right, this is serious. I need to think about so the math. Yeah, Deep day three, and it ruined it, he believes right? in the magic and the universe. Everyone does. Meeting down. Landon killed my my inner. <laughs> he turned you into robot. Yeah. Meeting Landon yeah. absolutely destroyed my inner uh, magician. I have to connect to the magician. Yeah, you know what? I need to be one with the earth. This yeah, is, I, 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 I need mean, to I reconnect. really think that Matthew could... Matthew, maybe we'll bring Matthew on the day you get your makeup nope. done. No, <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> Look, you're going too far. Too much? You're going okay. too far. I, I'm going to call Chewy immediately after this podcast. I mean... I am going to ask him to be one with me in the nature. I'm not saying luck is a skill, but luck is a skill. I, I'm with you. I'm you with know? you. And I think Chewy is my right. He's my shaman. Yeah. That's the shaman I'm looking for. He's kind. He's empathetic. He's understanding. He will sit with me in the woods and make friends with the squirrels. Yep. We will connect with you guys Mother will Earth. Do some mushrooms together, maybe microdose. Look, microdose. I'll be living off the land if he accidentally feeds me psilocybin. Little, you know, so dusting. be it. There's nothing I can do about it. Like, <laughs> I saw. I'm um, just trying to eat forest mushrooms. You know, I whatever. What it was, maybe an old WPT or something that Chewy was. It was when he had the beer. Oh yeah. He and he was so zen. He was absolutely vacuuming every single pot. Yeah. He was just. It was five diamond. flops. Yeah. yeah, I think it was, and he yep. was just every flop was his. Yeah. Just vacuuming. I like, had that. That is him in the matrix. I had that. I had that for like a five-year <laughs> stint, just playing high-stakes cash where I couldn't help but flop top pair, and the only way I got fucked is if they had a better kicker. Exactly. And that was it. Yeah. My torture, like my literal never torture. Like, flopping a set on your top pair. No, ever. yeah. My literal torture was trying to explain to my backing crew how I just couldn't get away from two pair in a spot where I knew he had a set uh -huh. on, like, a dry board. Yeah. It's just, like, king eight deuce, and I have king eight suited. I'm just like, look, like, I know, yeah, he only has deuces there. He just only has deuces. I'm trying to explain, like, but I have king eight because I let the math take over. I, yeah. I, I went back to Combinatorics. I'm like, look, how many sets can he have here? Like, sometimes he has king-queen, sometimes he has king. the part would say, but I'm turning an eight. Right. Mm -hmm. Why well, I gave up on that. So it doesn't matter that he has right. two sets. When you start winning too much, you forget about the magic. You really you just do. expect it. You're like, I'm just going to get there anyway. So right. And then the magic <laughs> comes back to correct you, and you flop set over set on the bad side. Yeah. 
Right. And you're just like, fuck. You're like, wow, I'm like, running so good when you flop the set. And then right. it's just like, right. When oh, he was wait. all in with that flush drive, that was the biggest moment of his poker career at the time. Probably pretty close. Uh, I mean, outside of the cash game. I mean, you were in some big cash. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably played like $10 million pots at that point. Yeah. Well, besides if <laughs> Tournament-wise, it <laughs> felt big. Besides those $10 million pots. Um, the Hummel 2 out of me was the biggest moment of my poker career at that point. Yeah. Anyway, but, your point. Well, my point is, you know, when it means so much, that's when the manifestation takes place. Yeah, I'm dead inside now. Yeah. That's the other thing, too, is that uh, I stopped believing in the ability to continually vertically yeah. uh, scale. Climb. Yeah, so it's just like, okay, well, like, this is it. All I could do now is harm my bottom line by challenging myself in tougher pools. Hmm. And I don't have any ego about this. I don't care. Right. Like, if we're all losing to the robot anyway, I don't give a shit yeah. where I fall on yeah, the if, spectrum. If the best outcome is break even against yeah. the robot. Yeah, it's like, I don't give a shit where I fall on the spectrum of how bad I'm losing to the bot. Yeah. All I give a shit about is how good I am in the pool that I play. Right. I well, want to be the best in the pool that I choose to play. Mm -hmm. And once that pool got shallow... And it became clear that, like, it's not going to be easy to move up vertically any longer. Like, you're not going to be playing 1K, 2K ever again. Mm. That, that's so hard to say and, like, actually understand. I played that game regularly. Yeah. For years. I will never play 1K, 2K again in the rest of my life. Maybe. You don't know that. It's almost, it's almost a certain guarantee. Maybe. Maybe I mean, you should manifest you, it. I mean, you're not manifesting <laughs> it, which is the real reason why You should manifest that game. I believe in the math now. I need to be deprogrammed. Chewy! Do you want to be poor? Like, stop believing in math. Deep down, I want to be poor. Yeah. So Deep down, I definitely want to be problem. poor. That's the problem. It's a subconscious root. Elliot that's and I worked on this for like two years where, where we both concluded that like deep down, uh, I set a price for what I think I'm worth and it's yeah. way lower. I think I do that too. And I, it keeps getting lower and lower and uh, until I'm going to literally be paying. <laughs> I'm going to be paying for just to exist just to work <laughs> yeah. yeah it didn't Please get lower me, for me i'll pay you it's it didn't like, get lower on. for me it, it got it got higher as i got more successful right but it didn't grow exponentially oh, okay. so it didn't grow in accordance to the stakes i was playing yeah you're plateaued it's so like a million was a really difficult plateau for me to get over and then once that damn broke uh it just kind of became a thing of like okay well i'll always just be comfortable from here on out so I won't even consider like the next point of self-sabotage, uh -huh. but for sure, based off of how like the last five years have gone, I'm allergic to 10 million. Like <laughs> I will, I just like, maybe I'm allergic to 5 million. Like I won't even let myself get close to these types right. of numbers. I'll even, no matter how much crypto wants to let me try, I was going to say, I'll find a way to like punt off the, all the coins at the fucking bottom. It's so crazy. Like the subconscious is so fucked up. How do you fix that? I don't know. I, I think. What did Elliot Rowe tell you? Uh, I mean, we, we, we worked on it a lot. And honestly, like, I think my self-sabotage uh, diminished to almost zero. But it's, it's an ongoing thing. Like, yeah. I think, I'm a super self-sabotager. Yeah. I think you go through stages. Like, I think turning 40 led to me uh, redeveloping other levels of self-sabotage. Yeah. But probably less monetarily speaking and more, um, like, developing through my personality or in, in relationships or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you just start to become apathetic to different things. And that apathy sabotages you in a way that Definitely. like you could never expect. Yeah. Uh, and I think to, like throughout my life, there's always been points of apathy. It's just around something different mm -hmm. at each point, right? Like I'm much more apathetic to money now. So somehow that leads to self-sabotage in relationships where like in my twenties, I was very apathetic to relationships. I wasn't even interested in dating. 
and that led to like uh self-sabotaging money hmm. you know what i mean like there's some sort of like negative positive like you correlation. were sort of like there was no balance there so you're just like all trying to grind the money to the point where it sort of sabotaged yeah. it yeah, 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 where it's like I would put up barriers so that I continued that path and right. didn't actually have to address the thing that I'm ignoring. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. We're we're wired. It's weird. Simply. Yeah. It, the brain is weird. It makes us do weird stuff. It does. We've been going on too long. Uh, I have a two o'clock meeting that I'm now 10 minutes late for. It's <laughs> like it's... Um... I appreciate you guys as always for watching today. Please like, comment, subscribe. Let us know how you self-sabotage yeah. in the comments below. We all uh, do it. We're here for it. Uh, maybe we'll pick up this conversation tomorrow because I, I do enjoy I where this... Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to end the show like 30 minutes ago, but I enjoyed the way the conversation was steering. I think it's a good conversation to <laughs> right. have. So hopefully you guys got a little bit out of it. Uh, it'll be me, Brian, and Melissa again for the rest of the week. And Rudy. And Rudy. Look, and he's Woody. sleeping on that chair. What a he's good such boy. an angel. He hasn't moved. He's what a, a good boy. boy. We didn't hear a peep out of him he's the entire boy. time. What a cutie. Thank you, Rudy. He's a licker, too. You go to pet him, he just licks you clean. We'll see you guys again tomorrow, noonish Pacific. Thank you guys so much for watching. We're out. Peace.